Welcome to the CGOB Sports Show podcast, a shorter edition today because the coach show was a shorter show. So we're going to share with you my conversation with Kyle Milroy, CGOB executive producer and big-time NBA fan. The NBA Finals begin Thursday. We'll preview it on the podcast. Tomorrow, though, the NBA Finals begin. <laughs> Which means it's time to preview the action with the friend of the show, CGOB executive producer, big NBA fan, Kyle Milroy, who's taken time away from watching AEW tonight to be with us. Kyle, appreciate that. Thanks for coming on the show. It was a good show, uh, Christian, but I'm taping it. So, yeah, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, PVRs are great. So that's yes, wonderful. That's how I'm able to watch hours of tennis in a decent amount of time. That's great. So tomorrow night, the NBA finals begin Golden State against Boston. Let's just look back at the the playoffs as a whole, Kyle. Have you been entertained by this postseason or not? You know what? Overall, yeah, I can't help but kind of get the the taste of that Eastern Conference final out of my mouth. The Celtics versus the Heat. To quote, to use a wrestling quote uh, from good old J.R. Jim Ross, that Eastern Conference final was bowling shoe ugly. Um, Mm. The first six games were terrible. Um, only the game seven was good. And that was really only good because the Celtics almost completely blew it. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say it would be good. Otherwise it was really cool to see sort of Jimmy Butler empty the tank every night. I mean, partially because he kind of had to, um, but yeah, really it reminded me of just like the old, like the nineties basketball where like, you know, the final score would be 82 to 78 and stuff like that. It was just not, not great basketball to watch overall. It's always fun. I mean, when you get like earlier in the season, when you get like, um, four games a night. That's always fun. And to see some teams like Memphis, you know, went around and do well to show up and also to kind of enjoy the schadenfreude of the Brooklyn Nets just completely imploding is really fun. And also the 76ers getting to see them implode is always fun too. So yeah, I think overall it's been fun. I can't help but think about that Eastern Conference final not being really great. Actually, both conference finals have been just kind of, eh. I mean, I love watching Golden State when they're kind of clicking. So that's always fun. But yeah, overall good, not great. Yeah, you mentioned the Memphis playoff series, of course. That was at the expense of the Timberwolves just gagging away multiple victories, but uh, I digress. The Golden State Warriors get to the final by beating Dallas in five after Phoenix inexplicably just fell apart in round two. They were the best team in the NBA this year, and now it's Golden State against Boston. Let's start with the Warriors, Kyle. They're into the final for the sixth time in eight years. Did you see this coming this year from them? You know what? No, my initial um, my initial predictions. I actually had um, I had Memphis kind of going on a bit of a Cinderella run and getting in front of the Warriors. I think uh, when I was on your show a few weeks ago, I did pick I did pick the Warriors to beat the Mavericks, but that wasn't a you know wasn't too difficult to do. Um, you know what? When I look back at all the how the Warriors are kind of playing during the regular season, I wasn't sold. But then I kind of realized that you know after seeing you know Phoenix have you know fifteen more wins than people. And it not really mattering. Um, that it's not about how many wins you get in the regular season. It's kind of when you peak. And the Warriors are playing really good basketball right now. Actually, despite kind of Steph Curry really falling into place. Like, he's played good. Um, I looked up some stats. He was actually only, uh, in the last 13 games, he's, there's only been one game where he shot over 50%. So he's kind of not been great. And that's one of the big uh, storylines going into the finals is that somehow... Uh, Steph Curry has three championship rings and zero finals MVP. Of course, Kevin Durant has two. Can't really argue with that. Uh, Andre Iguodala has the other one, which eh, 
not not really sold on that one, but it is what it is. But so that's kind of the big motivator, I think, for a lot of the Warriors is they want to make sure kind of Steph Curry gets that extra little bit. Not to say he's not a automatic Hall of Famer already, but just it's nice to have that extra little chip on his shoulder. Well, NBA, I think almost more than any other sport, the discourse around this league uses the term legacy more than any other league when it's talking about players. And the biggest part of legacy, of course, is championships. When Kevin Durant went to Golden State and won a couple championships there, I think a lot of people thought that that cheapened it a little bit for Golden State, like they kind of cheated to get this best player. I mean, if, if a good player wants to play for you, you don't say no. But if Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, Steve Kerr, if they win one before and after Kevin Durant, what does that say about them? And what does that say about Kevin Durant? <laughs> well, I mean, I still think uh, if you're just looking at regular scoring, that's Kevin Durant might be the best out of all of them. If you're taking a one-on-one tournament, I would probably take KD first. But if you're taking a team game and all that involved, uh, I'd still probably take Steph. Yeah, it's a lot. I mean, it says a lot. And you're right about people were really up in arms when Kevin Durant went to the Warriors to build the quote-unquote super team, even though... And I stood by this one. Everyone else on the team was drafted by the Golden State Warriors. The big the big sort of helpful stuff that they got from the, the Warriors got from everything was the cap increasing that one year. And also Steph Curry for the first three or four years of his career being very injury prone. And then so they got a, him under a good contract. So those are the main reasons that they were able to get those extra things. Also, you know, when Kevin Durant blew that 3-1 series lead, he wanted to go and play on the other team after that. But yeah, I think if you can get the further you can get away from Steph having more um, rings apart from Kevin Durant, the better it is for him. I mean, the better it is for everyone. Obviously clay, uh, clay Thompson, Draymond green. And I, I honestly think this is probably their last kick that can. We all see how hard it is to get back. We all kind of just penciled in Phoenix to go back and they really blew it. And Chris Paul probably won't get back to the finals again. Cause he's getting up there in age. Um, all the main stars from, the Warriors, uh, Steph Curry's 34, uh, Clay Thompson and Draymond Green are both 32. Doesn't sound old, but for basketball, it's old. And Clay and Draymond are both having to deal with injuries and coming back from that. So, um, yeah, but looking back at legacy, yeah, it would definitely be, I don't think there's anything bad <laughs> could come from winning, obviously, but it'll definitely kind of change the conversation. All right. So on the other side, you've got the Boston Celtics, one of the most iconic franchises in the NBA's history as they've won as many titles as anyone else has. They and the Lakers have won so many, I think 18 each or something like that. It's actually, have, I looked it up. It's actually 17 each. So 17 each. The, uh, okay, I was close. The, the was Celtics close. could pull ahead. The Celtics could, could pull get ahead. To 18, okay. And they have been close to the NBA Finals, conference final fourth time in the last six years. They finally get through, like you said, Almost blew it. I mean, they were maybe a Jimmy Butler three-pointer away from blowing and one of the most uh, iconic collapses that sport has ever seen. But in the end, they get in. And so what are you looking for from them that could give them an edge in this series? Well, you're, you're right about that collapse. I think if, if Butler had made that three, which I swore was going in, it would have been about a 14-0 run for the Heat in that game. So that would have been an all-time collapse. Um what I'm looking at from the Celtics, I think even though it's the Celtics, so you kind of think of the Celtics as being a legacy program, they've only been to the finals. They were in the finals, um, haven't been in this decade, but none of the players that were on those teams are on this team. And 
despite the NBA being a young person's league, it's rare to have younger players win an NBA title if they're the superstars. If they're obviously there's rookies that are on the the bench and starting and possibly getting good minutes. But um, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are both 25 and under. Uh, and that's rare that they get this far. And I think it's hard to say. I, th- I would like to see them do well. I don't think they have what it takes to get quite over the hump. And that's not to say that the main players are not good. It's the fact that uh, I was looking back at kind of the game logs and the Celtics have a super short bench. I, we all know in every playoff situation, benches get shortened. It's how it works for it, any sort of setup. But the Celtics are basically playing four guys, uh, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Marcus Smart, and Al Horford. They're playing them 40 to 45 minutes a game. And that's it. And they're playing a couple, they're playing like uh, Robert Williams, 15 minutes, and a couple other guys, 20 minutes. And it's, it's basically a seven-man rotation. And them having to come off and just play two straight seven-game series, that's going to be tough. That's tough for any team. Um, just the wear and tear for a basketball game, even though they do have a bit of a rest, um, not playing till tomorrow and playing on Sunday. The the Warriors will open off for a full week, so I think they're at a very big disadvantage, um, at least for the first game or two, just having so little tread on the tires left. But um, they are younger, some of them, so that could sort of take away some of that effect. Well, one of the, the things about the NBA Finals, coming off a, a postseason where teams have been, like you said, playing every other day, they spread out the games big time in the NBA Finals. Game one, as you mentioned, tomorrow night. Sunday is game two. Next Wednesday is game three. Game three and four, there's only one day off in between, but there's two days off between every other game. And so if it goes the distance, game one tomorrow, game seven is on the 19th of June. Who do you think that benefits having all that recovery time between games? Um, I think that definitely benefits the Celtics. I think, um, yeah, like I think they should probably still do two, three, two for the finals. Cause if it's going to go for so long, like I, when I saw the finals come out and it said, yeah, game seven, if necessary, June 19th, I gasped. I couldn't believe how long it was going to be between game one and game seven, especially when you're just used to having a game every second night and type situation. I know it travels a lot, but I still think they're stuck in the situation where they think, you know, players are hopping on puddle jumpers and stuff. They're not, <laughs> their planes and transportation and stuff that we'll never be able to get on ourselves as, you know, regular civilians. They're really nice. And so, yeah, it is a bit of a flight problem to, it's a bit of a long flight still, I should say, but it's not what it was in the eighties or even the nineties. They're pretty much flying in luxury. Um, yeah, it would, it'll benefit the Celtics. Any, any additional rest they could get will benefit both teams. Cause uh, the Warriors are older, uh, but the Celtics are playing with fewer guys, it seems. So I'd, I'd give the edge to the Celtics for that. But overall, if I'm catching your drift, and I'll get you out of here on this, sounds like you are leaning towards Golden State in this series. Yeah, I wavered back and forth a bit on it because um, I just, you know, no team, there isn't a complete disadvantage. Both teams played well to get there. The Celtics were... The Celtics have been the best team in the NBA for a few months now. They were 18 and 21 in early January, and then they basically ended the season uh, 33 and 10, and then swept the Nets. So they were really on a heater there. They had the tough two seven game series after that. But um, if you take into the narr- if you take in the narrative aspects of it, there's no real narrative for Boston winning. It's cool that they have a rookie head coach uh, that would do all the win and some young players. I think they'll be able to get back there, though, even though the East is still tough and will take a lot of 
work to get back to the finals. I think this uh, is sort of the window opening for the Celtics, um, especially now that they know to keep Tatum and Brown. There was lots of talk earlier, like, do they trade them, blah, blah, blah. But if they can keep everyone around, the window's just opening. I think this is the last shot for the Warriors. So um, I think it's going to be Warriors. I think it's going to be in seven. I think they'll close it out at game seven at, uh, at home. I just hope it's entertaining. We get good quality close games because there's been so many blowouts. And as you mentioned, a lot of kind of gross games in these finals. The Boston Celtics are a very defensive team, so it's possible that that's what we get again. But I just hope we get an entertaining series. Kyle, appreciate your time as always, and enjoy uh, the wrestling and the basketball. Thanks so much, Christian. Talk to you soon. Well, thank you very much for listening to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. If you like what you heard, guess what? You can hear more every weeknight on CJOB from 6.30 to 9 p.m., of course. That is when the Jets are not playing, because if the Jets are playing, then I don't have a show, but I'll be part of the pre- and post-game coverage. Anyway, thanks again for tuning in. Subscribe if you'd like. We're available on iTunes and other places I'd imagine. So farewell, until we meet again. Come on, and thanks for all the fish. So sad that they should come to this. We try to warn you all, but